0: Lost the weight upon my shoulder Now it's easier to walk I can see the road before me I am not
1: afraid to fall All right, welcome back to the podcast today. Thank you for being here and we're excited to talk about our guest today. Yeah,
2: her name is Gentry Rose and it was kind of fun how we got connected with her. We'd actually reached out to her mom because her mom started an organization, a local one called The Giving Grinch. And we just thought as we like thought about our interviews in December, it would be really fun to reach out to some kind of have some more Christmas themed mm-hmm. interviews and we thought hers sounded perfect with kind the of giving The Giving Grinch, yeah. yeah, The Giving <laughs> Grinch, the theme of giving at Christmas time and So Sheena, um, the founder and Gentry's mom was like, you should interview my daughter, Gentry. She is Miss Utah volunteer and they're very like, they both work together, this nonprofit that they, Mm -hmm. that they do. And so, yeah, it
1: was an awesome interview. She, we were really impressed by her. She's a
2: really cool girl.
1: Super impressive. Like what? She's probably 23 or something maybe. Yeah. And um, yeah, so she does the Miss Utah volunteer. She has her own nonprofit called cleaning bee where she supplies, um, like shampoo and soap and different things
2: for kids. I think that maybe don't have me like the means to get those things. And her whole platform with being Miss Utah volunteer is like serving the schools and and the children through the school. So I think that's really important to her. And then that kind of ties into the giving Grinch and what they do. And it's kind of like a massive sub for Santa slash, yes. you know, they do, and I think they do events all year round too. Yeah. Right. It's all year. So, and it's really fun. Like it, she's really, um, impressive with the pageants and things like that. that she's done, but also just a really nice, um, cool girl. She's going into nursing. And yeah. I felt like she
1: just had such a good heart. Like she yeah. really just wants to help people. She wants to, And being the Miss Utah volunteer, I think, gives her so many opportunities to serve because Mm -hmm. they reach out to her if they need stuff. I think she's lived her life that way because her mom started the Giving Grinch before she was even born. And so her whole life has been like a nonprofit and giving and helping others. She mentions her house being like so crowded at Christmas time, just full of gifts that people donate to give to families. And she was just really just a cute, impressive girl with a lot of just motivation and drive and like a good heart to help people.
2: Yeah. And it's fun to hear about like local people. I mean, for us, they're right here in Riverton. So just people that are doing great things. And so I think it'll be like a nice heartwarming Mm -hmm. story for people to hear. That's kind of what we're going for this month. Like we wanted to mention, we have some interviews coming up, um, that will just be that, like kind of focusing on the joy of giving and, um, yeah, kind of trying to make this month a fun one for the interviews that we have coming up.
1: Yeah. So I think you'll really like her and she'll give you like ways that you can help with her foundation and her mom's foundation where to go to, um, donate or to serve. Um, cause I thought one of the cool things she focused on was like, it's not all about money, but about like love. And so you mm-hmm. can volunteer with more like physical, um, help or, you know, volunteering to help whatever way they need it. It's not always just donations and money. So
2: yeah, time. And Mm -hmm. yeah, she had a really good way of explaining it. And yeah, she was great. So we're excited for you guys to hear it. And, um, yeah, before we hop into that, we thought we would share a little, do our little weekly chat. And this week... Yeah, we
1: missed you last week because it was just me last week. Oh,
2: it was, yeah, it felt that's funny. Right. Like I was like, oh, I'm doing it by myself. You it's did so a good funny. job, though. <laughs> you
1: did great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, but, that
2: was... Oh, and last week's um, was so awesome with Jorge. He had a great oh, story. Yes, if you haven't so listened good. to it yet, like by the title, it might sound kind of heavy, the LA gang, you know, he went from an LA gang to um, a poetry teacher, but it really... I mean, I love all of our, I, it's really hard. Like you can't say, oh, this is a favor or anything. Right. But it was just so unique, such mm-hmm. a different story. So anyway, we're not trying yeah. to get too much into that because that was last week. But so if you haven't had a chance, yeah, it was so I'd good. recommend so that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But the week before that, we just kind of had one where we talked about gratitude because that was the week of Thanksgiving. And so today our thoughts were kind of like, okay, so the week of Thanksgiving I had my son, my oldest son, Luke, um, had this like weird random health thing come up, mm-hmm. ended up in the PICU for four nights oh my and gosh. he won't mind me sharing like <laughs> is cause now, by now almost everyone around here knows. Yes. So anyone that would, <laughs> would know him are probably maybe has already heard or, you know, but anyway, it was kind of a, I mean, he's okay and everything's fine, but it was kind of a health ordeal. And so what kind of it stood it's out to scary. me this whole time? Yeah, it was scary. And I mean, especially that first day trying to figure out like oh yeah, he's gonna be like okay. pain and you didn't
1: know where it was coming from or why and- yeah
2: and ended up being this thing called rabdo and we're still not really exactly sure why that happened to him but it can be really dangerous for the kidney. So it was also like making sure that he didn't have any kidney damage. And so that's why he was in the PICU for so long was protecting his kidneys, um, getting fluids and making sure that his body recovered from that. And then he ended up getting a blood clot this week, which oh is gosh. a whole other thing. But anyway, I don't want to like take up too much time talking about all that. Cause it's so, but the main thing, like I was like, it's just made me so grateful for our bodies and like our health and, it's just kind of weird when something like that happens and goes wrong. You kind of realize like how we take for granted when we are yes, healthy and when sure. our kids are healthy and mm-hmm. when things are going smoothly, because and it's not that like, in a way it was good for me to take a step back. I mean, I spent Thanksgiving in the hospital with him and there's nowhere else yeah. I would have rather been, Right? you know, you
1: just, all your yeah. stress. Yeah. All your like energy and everything would go into him right. and helping mm-hmm. figure out what's wrong with him and help him not be in pain and mm-hmm. yeah, figure out what's going on. And yeah.
2: Yeah. I haven't helping him recover, but yeah, it's just kind of like an extension of our message about gratitude was just re- remembering to be like grateful for the little things. Cause it's that whole saying, it sounds cheesy, but it's so true. Like the little things are the big things, you know, yes. being grateful for our right. health and and just that our kids are home with us and family, you know, yeah. all together.
1: And, and I know like, like when Nate and I were talking about like when you like, cause we, you know, Peyton's been in the hospital quite a few times with different scares and surgeries and seizures and different things. And it's like, you can be stressing about a million things, but if there's a health issue, that's the only thing you're stressed right, about that. All you're Everything focused. else kind of goes to the side to oh, like, sure. take care of whatever and whoever needs the help at the time. So yeah, I, I just felt so bad for you because I can relate being in the hospital <laughs> and not knowing yeah. what's going on and why you're, can't figure out the answers or why does your kid have to be in pain and you want to trade them spots and you can't and yeah it's hard Mm -hmm. so but I'm so glad he's doing better
2: and yeah well it's great to have you and my friends and family like everyone was so supportive and and great yeah I'm just grateful to have the support and grateful he's doing better but
1: so that reminded me I saw over Thanksgiving um Michael J Fox there's a video maybe you guys have seen it on like Instagram or TikTok or whatever but he's being interviewed and he has Parkinson's and he's had it for I don't even know how many I mean a long time. Yeah, it's pretty severe. Uh, but he's season. always had, yeah, such a good attitude. And anyway, he's being interviewed and they ask him, um, kind of like why are you doing this or how do you do this or whatever? And he says he does it with gratitude. And he says, with gratitude, optimism is sustainable. And I just mm. that was that was just so simple but profound. Like, you know, if you just are always looking for the things to be grateful for and to have gratitude for, then there is optimism.
2: Yeah. Well, and actually Without gratitude, it's easy not to be optimistic. Oh, that's so, like, so true. So you, like you flip yeah. it around and it's like, yeah, you can totally see how he's saying that because, you know, I could, I mean, I'm not trying to like use me, but I could have been like, this sucks to be in the hospital. At Thanksgiving. On and Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving yeah. and I miss it, but I really have never, I never felt that way. I mean, that's just a small thing, but I was just grateful that he was okay and that mm-hmm. we're, you know, and that's, I know like people go through much harder things. So that's easy for me to say, but I mean, just the fact that Michael J. Fox mm-hmm. did that in his like state i mean he's very like it seems like the parkinson's is yeah, pretty it's progressed, very yeah intense. but he even has way, like a way to find gratitude so we'll share yeah. that video on our feed if you haven't seen it yet it's really actually amazing yeah
1: so good amazing person so so good so yeah anyway thanks for joining us today and hope yes. you enjoy gentry rose yep
2: Welcome to the podcast today. Today we have Gentry Rose with us. We're
1: so excited to get to know Gentry a little bit better. Yeah. Thank you for coming on, being willing to talk with us.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, for sure. Um, So it's kind of fun how we got to introduce to Gentry. Um, we just reached out to her mom who founded the organization called The Giving Grinch. And so we're going to hop more into that story about how that came about. But we just thought it would be fun to interview some people that were involved with nonprofits, especially like at Christmas time and giving back at this time of year. And so we were interested in talking to um, Gentry's mom, Sheena, and she said, why don't you talk to my daughter? She (laughs) is Miss Utah volunteer and she's been involved with a lot of different things. So yeah, we're just excited to chat with Gentry today. So that's kind of how this interview came about.
1: Yeah. So do you want to first kind of introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you, maybe where you live or what you're interested in, and maybe what Miss Utah Volunteer is as well.
3: So my name is Gentry Rose. I grew up here locally in Utah, Riverton City. Um, Ever since I was little, my mom always had a knack for doing service. So growing up doing service constantly just made sense. And when I got into high school, I decided to start doing pageantry because really they focused on doing service, serving your community, and growing a voice for yourself. So through doing that, with many trials and errors, I eventually became Miss Utah Volunteer. So I get to work on my own platform, and I get to volunteer with different organizations, different charities. I raise money. I go volunteer at different uh, like food banks. And of course, my mom's uh, charity, her organization, The Giving Grinch. Um, she started it in 1996, and ever since I was born, I've been a part of it oh, and loved really cool.
1: it and continue. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah that's really cool um so we had on was she miss volunteer ohio she was ohio yeah ohio. maybe you
2: know her britney herman i love yeah. Brittany
1: herman we actually have
2: several pageants oh cool together oh,
1: awesome.
2: yeah <laughs> she was on our podcast right, so- yeah
3: yeah. I've known her for many, many years and she's amazing. She brilliant. Is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We had her on for anyone that maybe hasn't heard her episode. I think it was like March or April. Yeah. And she started a really awesome organization called the, we will organization about oh, for sexual assault. Yeah. And, and like consent and, and they educate kids about that. Um, so anyway, it was an awesome interview as well. She's cool. So, so yeah, we, I feel like we've gotten to know the, you know, miss, I don't know, what would you call it? Like State volunteer program somewhat through her, oh. and so I was excited when we got to know, you know, that we were going to be able to talk to you as well. So, yeah, where do you want to start in the story? Do you want to talk first about like maybe how your mom came, you know, formed this the Giving Grinch, or should we talk first about
1: the well, Utah volunteer? Yeah. Like, you, yeah. yeah, you can lead it where yeah. you want to. That's a good place to start.
3: Um, you know, let's start with volunteer, and then we can wrap around back into my mom's okay. organization. So, Miss. Volunteer Miss Volunteer America. It's a very new um, program, scholarship program, and this is on volunteerism as it states in the name. The first actual Miss Volunteer America was actually from Utah, and the second Volunteer America teen was also from Utah. So go Utah! Yeah. (laughs) Knew both of them, grew up with them, competed with them, and Really, this organization is to focus on not only outer beauty, but what a well-rounded girl is. I think it's interesting to bring up in this system, in other systems, different categories of the competition are weighed differently. Some are heavier than others, but in this system, everything is weighed evenly to give everybody a fair chance to find that one girl that truly just wants to put her heart out there and make a difference in their community who's well-rounded and isn't just beauty or isn't just talent, but, you know, has a knack for people and really wants to make a difference. I competed at Miss Utah Volunteer this last January, 2023, and, you know, I didn't actually intend on competing in this pageant initially. I was kind of hesitant, thought that maybe I would take a break, and Alexa Knutson, our very first Miss Volunteer America, said, I really think you should do this. I really think you should do this. I'm going to be so sad Mm -hmm. if you don't do it. So I competed in one in June and competed with Brittany Herman for Miss Volunteer America for the second Miss
1: Volunteer America. Yeah,
2: that's (laughs) awesome.
1: It seems like um, we have a lot of guests that just kind of overlap a little bit. Yeah, kind of know each other. It's kind of been interesting. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we've kind of focused a lot of guests from Utah. So of course, that's going to happen. But it's been interesting how much it's happened. So yeah, that's really cool. Um, so how much time commitment is this? Like, what are some of your, um, responsibilities and time commitment? You know, what does it entail?
2: Yeah.
3: You know, I haven't totaled it up since the last time I totaled up my volunteer opportunities for the year, but I have attended the last time that I totaled, which was in September, 56 different events that were not my own. from serving food, helping our elderly. Uh, recently two weeks ago, I handed out hams at the VA clinic over in South Jordan city, Utah. Um, you know, making blankets, just doing little things to raise awareness and make a difference in our community. Such a cool program.
2: Yeah.
1: That's awesome. So when was, did you say the year that was the first year that they had it? this this whole volunteer program
3: volunteer america was crowned last june i believe it was
1: Hmm. oh so it's very new
3: very very new they just crowned the second miss volunteer america this june 2023
1: okay Okay. yeah Yeah, what a cool do you know anything about who started it
3: utah was not it was
1: actually tennessee that started it
3: yeah it was it's a great program so miss volunteer america was kind of a branch off you know When people say, oh, I miss Utah, what many people don't realize is there's many organizations supporting women, and there's about five or six Miss Utahs at a time, but they're all from different organizations, and they all have different um, values and where they stem from. So I have competed for three different pageant systems. And thus far, this one has been the one that has been very volunteer heavy and
2: given me, I think, the most opportunities making a difference in our community. That's cool. I think it's really neat that they're wanting to kind of like this organization's wanting to take pageantry and make a bigger focus on serving the community and like helping the people who, yeah, hold the titles really get involved in the community and give back. And that's really cool.
3: So, Allison DeMarcus, she's the one that began the program, and she is such an amazing woman. She is just absolutely beautiful, but has the kindest, most humble heart you will ever meet. And my time in Tennessee competing for Miss Volunteer America, I think everyone that competed could agree. Everybody felt like a winner because she just made everybody feel so beautiful and deserving and wanted. And, you know, sometimes you don't get that in every system, but this
2: system, it's very, very prevalent. No, that's, that's awesome. So okay. I was curious, you said you grew up in Riverton. We also live in Riverton. I don't know if yeah, you Our kids that. go to
1: Riverton High School. Yeah. Like, we live right down the street from that. Yeah. <laughs> so. so did
2: you go to Riverton High? Yes,
3: I did. And it's interesting that you say that. So I competed as Miss Riverton, actually. Oh, okay. In, in 2020, I believe, was my year at Miss Utah as Miss Riverton. Oh. I have a nonprofit myself called Clean Bee. And I raise money and funds to buy hygiene supplies for students. Oh, that's cool. Who just do so. And one of my biggest closets is at Riverton High School. Oh, oh
0: that's nice. awesome. So,
3: and I fill it with shampoo, conditioner, body wash, loofah, socks, toothbrushes, toothpaste, school
1: supplies. That's really cool. Oh, what did you say it was called, your nonprofit? B C L E B like the insect. <laughs> oh, cool. That's yeah. a cool, that's a great idea. I mean, yeah. that's, I'm sure, so needed and. In- you know, with, with kids and maybe not, you know, knowing what they need or having the ability to get what they need. So if they know it's available, then that's, that's so cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And I, at Riverton high school, I have been, I've had two kids graduate from there and another one there now. Um, and I've been so impressed with the school. I mean, just the teachers administration, just, I, my oldest was special needs and just how he was treated. Every, all the students were so nice to him. The teachers were so great. And So it's a great, Riverton's a great community and Riverton high is a great school. So, yeah, yeah. We feel lucky for sure. So did you graduate in 2000 then? You mean 2020 or sorry, (laughs) dude, I meant
2: 2020. (laughs) 2019. okay. 2019. Okay. Okay. Cool. (laughs) So in addition to your pageantry and everything, are you like working right now, going to school? What, what else is going on in your life?
3: Yeah. So I work full-time and then I go to school full-time. I'm in nursing
1: school, right? Now. Oh, wow. Oh, you wow. are super busy. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: That's wow. really cool though. That's
2: amazing. Yeah. You'll be a great nurse, especially I feel like people that, I mean, so we were just it, this whole ordeal with my son. He's been, he was in the hospital last week, but I'm just so grateful for nurses. And we had a, the cutest nurse reminds me of you who was just graduating, like almost ready to graduate. And I think it was so fun. Cause like my son's 15. So she was chatting with him, spent like an hour one night just chatting with him about oh, movies and that's awesome. shows. And yeah, so I love nurses. Yeah, <laughs> you're, so, yeah you're so personable
1: and yeah, to talk to that I'm sure you'll be an amazing nurse. Yeah, and so. with
2: that that background of like serving the community and stuff, that sounds perfect. So that's exciting.
1: Yeah, it's
3: it's funny because I never actually had intentions of going into nursing. So when I went to Riverton High School, I was on the dance team all three years of high school. Dance was my absolute life. And I got a scholarship and went down to Southern Utah University for dance. So I was on the dance and cheer team, the dance ensemble, and then I was in the school of dance. So my major was dance. Oh, wow. I mean, my wife. And then I was diagnosed with something called pectus Excavatum. So basically what had happened was my chest, it's kind of shaped like a little bean and my sternum had compressed closer to my spine oh, wow. and it was putting a lot of heart in my lungs. So I have a metal bar in my chest. Oh. It's the most expensive piece of jewelry that I wear every day. <sighs> I ended up losing my scholarship oh, for school. Hmm. So that was my ticket into college. That was my ticket into secondary education. So after I had surgery, it was actually a nurse that I had that inspired me to go into nursing.
1: Oh, that's way cool.
2: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. So when you got the surgery, it was it like a long recovery. I mean, could you have tried to dance after? Or is it more like, no, you have to be done?
3: I mean, it was it was hard. I
1: think it was during
3: the year of COVID. Hmm. I had already somewhat of a weakened immune system. And I was just in so much pain. And dance, I had very much made dance my life. And it was practically the one thing that I could not do. I mean, I couldn't breathe. And it it was so painful. And the amount of, you know, therapy and medications that I had to take just to get up every day. day, it, it was a battle that I lost. But a battle that I'm... Grateful that I lost because I feel like I am where I'm meant to be. I feel like I'm meant to be a nurse and not necessarily meant to be a dancer for the rest of my life. I mean, don't get me wrong, I still dance in my shower and around my kitchen. But <laughs> happy for that trial in my life because it taught me a lot about myself and I think put me on the
2: right
1: path. Wow, yeah, that's an amazing just attitude and outlook. Yeah,
2: yeah, for sure. It's very interesting. Was it kind of a quick decision after you had that recovery and that nurse that impacted you that you thought, oh, I want to change the nursing or, or was it kind of a process to get there?
3: Uh, it was kind of, I think a little bit of a process. I had surgery. I couldn't drive for a couple months after. I couldn't lift my arms above my head until about six months after surgery. Um, for quite some time, the most that I could lift was a water bottle. Oh, wow. <laughs> So going back down to college, I thought, okay, what's the smart approach to this? And I finished out my generals, and I had to take an elective science class. And I thought, well, I've always been interested in the body and the way that it works, the way that it moves. Why don't I just take anatomy as my elective science course? So I did, and I always wanted to become somewhat in the healthcare realm but didn't necessarily believe in myself and believe that that was where I was meant to be. And then once I started taking more anatomy courses, physiology, uh, that's where I was like,
2: no, I can I can do this. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. It's neat that you found that like that interest too. I mean, you thought, oh, maybe I want to be a nurse, but then it sounds like you liked the content you were learning and so it all kind of came together nicely
1: and that's really cool. Yeah. And I would say like, I've also had a son in the hospital when he was a baby in and out pr- pr- practically his whole life. And I would say nurses make a, such a big difference Oh yeah, in your stay. I mean, we lived in the hospital for two months and there were certain nurses when they came, I was like, oh yes, you know, I love this nurse because she <laughs> was, yeah, personable and asked us what we needed and, and just listened to our concerns. And cause you don't really talk to doctors very often. And yeah. when you do, it's very quick. They come in, they give the, it's the nurses that really you develop you know, a relationship with and the person you kind of communicate with. And we had, we, he was at a primary children's hospital and we had such great nurses and it, it really can be so impactful. I feel like it's not just the like medical care, but just the making us feel like, I mean, not that they can control like what's going to happen to my son, but to calm some of our fears and to like make us feel comfortable. And it's just such a, you know, when he was older, we were there at primaries a couple years ago. And there was this, just this kid that was a nurse. I mean, to me, he's a kid, but he was probably my son's age, 22 or whatever, 20. And he, yeah, it was same way. He was talking of like, well, what's your favorite movie? What do you like to do? Like made my son feel like comfortable and like, almost like he had a little friend, like not a little friend, a big. they're both adults. Now he's out, <laughs> outgrown primary children's, <laughs> but we finally switched, but I didn't want to switch because I had felt, I had so much faith in the doctors and nurses and the care. So it was hard to switch, but um, yeah, I made him feel comfortable. Like he had a friend. So it's, a, I think it's a really cool profession to yeah. get into for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We loved our nurses last week, and And then we had a, I had a son who, well, my twins, they were born early, not super early, but one of my twins was super sick. So he was in the NICU for a month. And so, yeah, we've just had different experiences with nurses, but they always make the biggest difference. And you're right. Like you see the doctor and, and of course it helps if you know, you have faith in your doctor and you like <laughs> your doctor, but you see them for like 10 minutes in the morning. Yeah, they give you your develop update a relationship. With yeah. Them so and then much. they go on their way. So anyway, it's interesting. But so do you happen to know like what kind of nursing you want to go into? Or are you doing, trying out different part, like areas or how, yeah, where are you at with that?
3: I worked as a nursing assistant in wound care. And then I also worked as a nursing assistant and a telemetry technician up at the University of Utah on cardiovascular. Those two, I really enjoy. I really enjoy wound care, which is so funny because you don't hear a lot of people say that. (laughs) It's like, oh, dealing with really gross stuff. (laughs) I think it's really interesting. Um, Cardiovascular, and right before I ended – you know my work in cardiovascular at the U I got to take care of a patient that had the same condition as me mm-hmm. really nobody else on my floor knew about it so it was a great opportunity for me one to build that relationship cuz I could relate to them but also to feel I don't want to say wanted but when all the nurses came to me for advice or what's the limit what it, what does this look like what is this Feel like what is this recovery going to be? Am I pushing them too much? To be almost like that encyclopedia of what it feels like to go through something. It was really empowering to take care of that person as almost my last patient
2: on cardiovascular. Yeah. When I was just thinking, like that's so cool, and that one you could relate so closely. But having gone through, you know, something like a serious health health crisis, like you have, you're just going to have that much more empathy for all the patients you. You know, work with over. And I think that's probably an important piece. I mean, it doesn't, not that the nurses have to go through that, but it's probably,
1: you know, helpful to be empathetic and kind of know where people are coming from because it can be super hard to be in the hospital or have surgery or recover. And yeah.
2: And it it can be, (laughs) yeah,
1: it can be really scary. Yeah, for sure.
2: And never convenient. It feels like it always comes at a time where you're like, oh, I don't want to be in the hospital right now. Like, (laughs) so yeah. Makes a huge difference or difference to have great nurses to help through all that. So that's awesome. So how much longer do you have for your degree? So I am shooting to do
3: my nurse practitioner license.
2: Oh, Oh. a bit
3: longer with Mm -hmm. school, but
2: pushing through. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's really smart. I think that sounds awesome.
1: If that's where you decide to take it, that would be an awesome career and you're young and you've got time and yeah, awesome. why not? Yeah. So is the, going back to the Utah volunteers, um, is it called Utah miss volunteer? Am I calling Utah yeah. right? Miss Utah volunteer. Okay. So with that, is it a year? How long is it that you are in that position?
3: Yeah. So I give up my title in January. Okay. And it's, it's bittersweet. Cause it's like, an ending to an era Mm -hmm. if you will but also a beginning of a new one
2: right right yeah are you planning to go on and do further pageantry after that or are you yeah what what are your next steps with that
3: you know I'm kind of teetering at the moment Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I love doing win or lose you you get so many opportunities and you meet so many people I just, I don't know. I might take a break for a minute, but I think as soon as I make my mind up to take a break, I will last minute sign up to do another one.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not a guarantee if you make up your mind. Yeah. yeah. can still change awesome. it. Well,
2: it probably really does connect you with so many people and give you lots of opportunities, but you have made so many connections now through it that probably if you decided to be done, then that's great too, because you've, you probably, you know, you can just keep continue fostering those relationships and have them in your life. So that's, that's awesome. So you said you had that nonprofit, um, that you told us about, uh, and then you mentioned something else that you were involved in, I think through the pageant or if I got that wrong, we can.
1: Yeah. Was, you said something about you do stuff that, um, for other people, do you have, is there a certain amount that the you have to do? Like <clears throat> when you say you volunteer, like, you know, all the things you did with like the Thanksgiving turkeys or go visit the elderly, like, is there a certain amount that you have to do your on your own? And is having a nonprofit part of being Miss Utah Volunteer? Or is this like, what are the requirements, I guess?
3: So when you compete in pageantry, different systems call them different things. Okay. The volunteer system, it's called your serve initiative. So my serve initiative is poverty in our schools. Mm. I am just lucky enough to have the nonprofit that I started that encompasses that. Yeah, yeah. And I can, you know using Miss Utah Volunteer, building those resources, but also when I give up that title, connecting those resources for my nonprofit as well. There's not a required amount necessarily, but I mean, (laughs) there are some times that people will call me and I'm in sweatpants and two-day-old hair and ask, can you meet me in 10 minutes? And I say, okay. And I go there and we figure it out. It's That's the thing that's beautiful about volunteering is really you don't have to plan ahead for everything and it doesn't have to be big or extravagant. It can be the little things that happen in the next 10 minutes that you can either take advantage of or you can let slip by.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I like that a lot. Sometimes things just come along and if you jump at the opportunity, you're going to have a really cool experience. Not that like every time you can, but. But yeah, that's a good point. That's awesome. I
3: think a good example of that actually is when I delivered hams to the VA hospital, the VA clinic in South Jordan, Costco called me and my mom uh, and said, can you come to Costco in 30 minutes? Hmm. And we said, and we show up and they've got hams galore. I mean, (laughs) at least two hams we picked up that day after we picked them up. Well, where are we going to put two hundred hams? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like we'll worry
1: about. It. We didn't think about it till after the fact.
3: You know, we start calling neighbors and friends and family, and we're driving around town really fast, shoving hams in everybody's fridge. <laughs> and then we think, okay, now what are we going to do with these two hundred hams? Who <laughs> who can we help? Two hundred hams, and it was the week of Veterans Day, and we thought, well, why don't we give these to our
2: local veterans? Oh, cool.
1: That's great. That's really that's cool. That's perfect. Yeah. That's awesome. And that is cool. I didn't know. I mean, I'm sure. Cause they know Costco knows you are the person to call for this. So yeah. You're like, okay, not only like, okay, I got all this stuff. No, I got to figure out. Yeah. And especially best. it's something that like has to be frozen or, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or refrigerated. Fridge, yeah.
2: <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah. When I love that your mom was right there with you, she sounds like, and like you said earlier, like she's been a great example of volunteering and service your whole life. So that's really
1: cool. Um, speaking of your mom, we can talk about maybe how come, you know, how she came up with the idea of the Giving Grinch. And you said it was in 1996, which is great. That's when I graduated high school. So I am old, (laughs) but I would love to hear how she came up with the idea and how she got started with that.
3: Yeah. So my mom was in high school Mm -hmm. when she started. Oh, wow. was a preschool teacher at a local daycare that is ran by my family. And, you know, it was Christmas time and they were putting up the Christmas tree in her classroom. And this little boy comes up to her and said, "Miss Shima, I don't have a Christmas tree at my house. And my mom used to call him Oscar because he used to be kind of grouchy in the morning. <laughs> oh, whatever, Oscar, whatever. You have a Christmas tree at your house. Everybody has Christmas tree at their house. And, you know, previous to this, My mom had learned that him and his sister had been taken on by his single aunt, who also had two kids. Um, You know, his parents were into illegal substances, and he had been taken from his parents and given to his aunt. So she had called his aunt and said, hey, can I come over? I just want to see the kids. And she said, yeah, of course, come over. So mom goes over to their house and, you know, is kind of being stealthy and investigating. And she realized that they really didn't have a Christmas tree. And that's when his aunt told her, you know, I am now a single parent of four children. I I don't have the money. I don't have the funds to put on a Christmas for them. And I don't know how to tell them so the next day my mom went to school and she started collecting people's lunch money and she actually called down to the principal's office because a teacher had told the principal she was stealing people's money. (laughs) And that's when she kind of explained the situation and said, I'm just trying to buy a Christmas tree for this family. And you know, when word got out, that's when Smith pitched in and, threw a giant tree and food in the back of somebody's truck and they took it to them. And that's, you know, where it blossomed was just somebody in her class that said, I don't have a Christmas tree. And after that, she just blossomed. I mean, The Giving Grinch just blossomed. It was her favorite movie, (laughs) The
2: Grinch.
3: And Christmas really was where it started. And she thought, well, instead of The Grinch taking Christmas why can't the Grinch give Christmas? And that's where the name came
1: to be. That's perfect. Because at the end, he really, you know, his heart heart grows two sizes and he gives everything back. So it's like a perfect name, the Grinch. But that's so cool how it started. And she was just so young, saw a need and then thought, why not just help more families all the time? So, and it seems like it's something that goes, it's not just a Christmas thing. It kind of seems like it's wherever the need is.
3: Yeah, so it started with Christmas, and then it's just, you know, blossomed from there. We do elderly homes, the homeless, Christmas time, really any holidays, anytime anybody needs something done, my mom is there. Okay. I mean, never excuse She's always finds a way to make something work. And through that, she's made so many friends that have other charities, and we always just support one another.
2: That's cool.
1: Yeah, so. that was amazing, and it's yeah been around a while. That's so yeah, cool.
2: yeah. <clears throat> so, does she at Christmas time? Do they do kind of like a sub for Santa type thing for certain families, or how? Yeah, what what goes on at Christmas with it?
3: So, there are some local businesses and local banks that do. Have you ever heard of an angel tree? Oh, yeah. So, similar to an angel tree, and there's little ornaments and they have um, names on them and things. So, one of the Things that we do is we go into elder, elderly homes and we ask them for three things that they want for Christmas. And when we get those three things back, we divide them up and put them on ornaments and go hang them on these trees so people can buy items individually or they can go online to her website, thegivinggrinch.org, or on Facebook at The Giving Grinch, and you can sponsor out an elderly, you can sponsor out a child, you can sponsor out a family, and you can either donate the money and we'll go shop for them. Or lately, what people enjoy doing is going and doing the shopping themselves, going and taking their kids to pick out, you know, these Christmas items or these toys for other little boys and girls that are less fortunate than them.
2: Oh, I love that. Yeah, so that's so great. how do we go like to one of the trees to get the names or online or, or how or either? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, either. So your first stop, if you're not local,
3: would be to find them on Facebook and find their website. So The Giving Grinch on Facebook and online, just thegivinggrinch.org. You'll scroll down the page and there will be a big button that says, how do I volunteer sponsoring? It has all of our events on there. She holds multiple events the years. So held one in October for Bingo. And she holds an annual car show every summer. So we just do things throughout the year,
1: but really those cool. are the best ways. You put the trees with the ornaments just in different businesses around?
3: Yep. So there's a couple local banks. Actually, the Mountain America Credit Union in Riverton is one of them. Okay. And then there's a couple different branches, Mountain America, that they do. Sausalito's in Riverton. Okay. Also does. So yeah, there's there's a lot of local businesses, especially in Riverton, but...
2: Yeah, I want to support? Yeah, oh, her. I'm sure. Yeah, I'll have to take my kids to pick something. Out. I actually was just thinking about that. I think it's fun. Um, I mean, not that they have to pick the name off the tree, but I feel like that just makes them even a little bit more involved. Yeah, you know, we've they get done to decide it. what. They're yeah, buying. like Walmart, I think does some. We've done that before. Even if it's that's the cool thing is like there's ways you can support lots of organizations because, you know, like even I don't know, I just feel like it's fun to let help the kids get involved in lots of different ways. And this is a way that they could also do this. So and plus the name's just really fun, the giving grinch. So yeah. we
1: want we want to support it. We just watched well the Jim Carrey one on Sunday. Oh I you think. did? Yeah. Yeah. But we love all the Grinches. Yeah.
3: <laughs> like you know, when you pick an ornament off the tree, a lot of them will have pictures. Oh cool. And to put face I feel like people are more like your heart is more invested in that right. because you,
2: feel more you
3: yeah. I mean, you see that person, you know, their name, you know, where they're at kind of their situation and it makes it more special and a little bit more magical yeah, right. in my personal opinion.
1: Yeah. Right. I think, yeah, it's more like it humanizes them. This is a real person that really right. needs, you know, us to help them. I think it does personalize mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. make it definitely more special for sure. Yeah. that's That's awesome awesome. yeah we're gonna yeah we'll release this obviously Christmas is coming it's all around us so yeah hopefully our listeners can get involved and either go to the website or go to a tree Mm -hmm. and uh, we could get some more donations for your yeah organization and then is there a way to donate to your um nonprofit as well like um supplies or money
3: so I do have an Instagram account it's under construction currently um but a great way to find out about that, too, is just through the Giving Grinch. Thankfully, you know, we work hand in hand. Anytime I get something that she needs or vice versa, we help each other out.
1: Um, yeah, that's perfect. We can go
2: through there. and Yeah. So would people, would you like want actual supplies that people donate for that for your organization? Can you remind us what it was called again? I already have a short term memory. <laughs> <laughs> Clean bee. That's right. Cleaning bee. OK,
3: so one of the ways that I've found is helpful and useful that you can find on my I guess on my personal page is in the link. There's a link that says Clean B, and then there's a separate link that says Amazon. So you can actually purchase something on Amazon out of the list of hygiene supplies and it'll ship right to my door oh, so perfect. that I can take it and distribute it to different schools. Oh, cool. Oh, that's
1: perfect.
2: Yeah, that's great. Okay. Well, we'll link to your account on the show notes of this episode and on the Instagram and everything. So people can easily click over and as well as the giving Grinch. So if anyone's interested, I mean, I think at this time of year, like everyone wants to help and give back in some way, but there's just so much, I mean, this is how I was feeling last week. I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's It's Thanksgiving. I've got to get my kids gifts and I've got to do this and that. And Oh no, we got to find an organization because we want to I mean, all year long, we want to be helping, but it's really fun. I feel like at Christmas time to try to bring that into it. And so Mm -hmm. anyway, I just feel like anyone listening that may be like me and
1: (laughs) needs an idea. Yeah. Needs an
2: idea. Right.
1: Great. It sounds like it's a good way, especially our listeners that live in Riverton. Yeah. Like sometimes it is kind of nice to give to your own community right here. Mm -hmm. Not that you're probably not. What's the word? Like Mm -hmm. making only be Riverton, but even just the high school thing, it's like right there that, you know, okay, we're helping kids in our kids' school or in you know, the high school in our community. So, right. And you have those trees just right around us. But anyway, yeah, I think that's
2: perfect. And then obviously anyone that's listening outside of Utah or Riverton can go online
1: and connect yeah. with you guys that way. So. Either Yeah. Donate money or buy the supplies from Amazon. Yeah. Um, That's just, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And I, I mean, you hear how is running your own nonprofit? I know that's like, I always hear like, I want a nonprofit, but I don't want to deal with running it. Like, it's how great. is that for you? Cause I've heard it is a lot of work.
3: You know, mine is still up and running. I've been very independent in what I've done, but I do watch my mom and what she does and to the extreme of what she does. And it is crazy. And the craziest thing is, you know, during Christmas time, my mom doesn't have a shop that she holds all these supplies in. She has her house. <laughs> and, you know, Christmas time. Everybody's like, woohoo, Christmas time. I'd always think, Oh our house. No. Is <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I gotta get ready for what's to come. Every Christmas in my mom's house we have to pave almost like room mazes <laughs> to get every the house because it, it looks like a bomb exploded <laughs> that was full of wrapper and toys, gloves and coats and basketballs oh my goodness the yeah, amount of lived in,
1: <laughs> santa, in the north pole with santa yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: that's true yeah i mean i remember growing up a corner of my bedroom was used the kitchen was used the living room was used everybody's bedroom was used the garage was used for bikes and it it's just it's crazy but it's special i mean we were kind of like oh my gosh look at all this christmas but you know after all leaves you realize it was so special that that was there because it's almost if you picture it those people in need that were there if that makes yeah. sense like you're looking at really you're looking at all
1: these people right in the end that you- yeah that's beautiful that's really cool yeah yeah what a cool thing to be a part of your entire life yeah like this is you know your mom started when she was you know your age or younger and then it's been part of you this since you've been born. So
2: yeah, and what a cool person she sounds like. I hope we get to meet her, yeah, sometime soon because she sounds amazing. She's so fun. She's the best.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Do you have anything else we want to cover and talk about?
3: Um, you know, what? you sent me, you know, kind of some ideas that we wanted to touch on, mm-hmm. and one thing coming back to my mind is. You know, especially this year with inflation, the way that the world is, everything's so expensive, and I think people forget that Christmas isn't about how much you spend and that you truly cannot buy love. You know, one thing that someone does for the Giving Grinch every year is she saves up her money and waits for yarn to go on sale, and she knits hundreds of hats Every year, all year long, she knits these hats and then donates them during Christmas. Aww. And it really is just the littlest, most selfless things that you can do to make an impact, not only in the people around you, in your community, but also in yourself. You know, service really does create an impact in yourself. And until you were open to that impact and open to that love and receiving that, then you can spread that wherever you go.
1: Truly. Yeah. I love that. Such a good reminder. Yes. Because sometimes you're like, oh, I need to spend all this money, but just time and love and thoughtfulness can go so far.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, it's giving an impact to them, but it's like for us really too. you know, to be able to give and the love that we feel.
3: And I hear it all the time. People say, you know, I want to get involved, but I don't have much money and it's it's not about your money it's you know you just being there is impact enough and you just being there to help is more than enough and giving more than enough for the holidays and it really does make a difference it, you can't put a dollar amount on
1: volunteering mm. yeah that's, so that's perfectly said yeah yeah and is there um does your mom also or your your organization or your mom's like Do you guys need, like, manpower? Do you need people picking up things or delivering things? And so that's a part of a way you can help.
3: Absolutely. Delivering things is a big one. And we love, you know, just to reach out to her. We love going into the elderly homes and seeing Christmas carols. Mm. Listen, I am not in the slightest. never been one of my talents. But every Christmas, I just, you know get prepared and I help go sing Christmas carols. You know, these people don't, they don't care that you're not the most amazing singer. It's the fact that you showed up for them.
2: Yes,
1: definitely. Yeah.
2: I love that. But do you give information about like when you go do those carols or anything, or maybe I'll have to go get in touch with you about that. Cause I think that would be really fun to do yeah. with my kids.
3: Yes. Yeah, so on her Facebook, she will always post updates when okay. we're going, where we're addresses, times. Oh, so yeah, that'd be a great. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's so great. Um, yeah. That there's all like, all different ways you can help and donate. Like you said, like donate your time, your money, you know, your singing voice, even if it's not good, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, or a truck to deliver things or whatever. That's so cool yeah. that there's so many ways to help.
2: When I'm impressed with your mom that she is like putting so much like impact in so many ways. Cause that's a lot. I mean, it would be enough to just be like, okay, I'm going to be helping people with gifts, but she's organizing caroling and you know, just a lot of different things. So I'm super impressed with the organization as a whole. I think it sounds so cool. And, right. and also amazing that you guys help people all year long. So yeah, I, I know think- and it
1: is make, kind of bring it back to what you said before. It's like much more than like a gift. It's more mm-hmm. of like the giving the service, the time, the, you know, so that's how we show our love and our, you know, and ways to serve. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's so awesome.
2: Yeah. And it connects us. Like we always talk about on our podcast. That's one of the biggest reasons we've done this podcast is we love to connect with people and meet new people. And I feel like service is <laughs> such a connecting thing. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's so great. Thanks for sharing that. I'm yeah. Glad we asked. Yeah,
2: that. totally. Yeah. Um, just wanted to remind everyone listening that we will, um, post, you know, Links to ways to connect with the Giving Grinch, connect with Gentry, connect with her organization and everything so that you can easily get in touch and donate your time, your resources, whatever you want to. And it's just a great way to get involved yeah. this Christmas and all, all year, it sounds like. So. Yeah.
1: Um, so at the end of our podcast, we ask how you find beauty in life after going through transitions. So whether it's you're switching from your dance to nursing or whether it's going into the pageantry, like, how do you find beauty in life? You know, I want
3: to share a story about when I was little.
1: We would take
3: stuffed animals to all the parks in the heart of Salt Lake to all the homeless. And, you know, we would hand out these stuffed animals and whether they were young or they were older, all of these homeless people that we handed stuffed animals to, they were so happy and just felt so loved. And then my mom took me to the mall next door and handed me the rest of the stuffed animals and said, okay, I want you to hand these out to the kids that pass you by in the mall. And the drastic difference between acceptance and love, it was night and day, it was black and white, you know, these People that are homeless, truly, they just want to be noticed. They just want to feel loved. They want to feel remembered. And, you know, the other kids that were very fortunate had nothing to do with what we had to offer. And I think that's something, one, important to remember is that you should always be kind to people. You should always be humble. And, you know, this cliche saying, never judge a book by its cover. Well... You know, never judge a book by its cover, because until you invest in it, you don't know its story. And I think that's the beauty in life, is that you have the choice to open up this book and invest in this story and find out all the good things, all the bad things, all the flaws, but accept it as it is. And, you know, you have that choice daily. And sometimes we forget that we do, until we sit down and open our eyes to find the you know, life is beautiful. And if we take grasp, we can do beautiful things.
1: Wow. That was perfectly said. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I love that. Like I felt like encapsulated your story and even our podcast, the name of our podcast is Beautiful Shifts. We started out with the um, quote by uh, Mr. Rogers when he said, there's nobody you can't love once you've heard their story. Mm -hmm. And so if we take the time to, like you said, connect with a homeless person or any person that just needs some connection needs something. If, once you get to know them and learn their story, it's hard not to see their beauty and to love them. So totally. Yep. That's perfect. Way, yeah. to, way to end this.
2: <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much. We love talking to you and it's really fun. Like I feel, I mean, not that we haven't had people like younger like you, but it's fun to see people <laughs> in your age group that are like, Doing such amazing things, yeah. you know, and I'm just, it, it makes me excited for the
1: younger generation. Right. And Not, even just excited to see what you do in your life because you've already done so yeah. much and then you're on this path that you're involved in giving, you're involved in like nursing that's kind of, you can really impact people's yeah. lives as well. So and it
2: makes me feel so old to say it that way, but that's the truth. So. <laughs> well, I have kids well, yeah. pretty,
1: almost pretty much your age. Yeah. But.
2: Our kids are closer to your age <laughs> than we are. So <laughs> it's really neat to see. So yeah. thanks so much for taking the time. And yeah, we've loved chatting with you. Yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah.
3: I appreciate you guys reaching out. It's really been a treat for me. And I know for my mom, even though she's not here, she was pretty excited about this. Oh, good. So, well, oh, I'm, good. I'm excited for well, her she to She seems hear amazing.
1: It. I would love to meet her too. Yeah. So that you guys just, what a what a cool family. Yeah. What a That's cool awesome. team you guys make. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this conversation and would love if you subscribe to the podcast and follow along as we continue hearing show. more inspiring stories. You can also follow us on Instagram at Beautiful Shifts Podcast, where we will post updates with our latest interviews.
2: We'd like to thank the band We
1: the Lion for giving us permission
2: to use their beautiful song Move Along for our podcast. Take a minute to listen to the song and the lyrics and enjoy. I find a way to
0: know myself All my thoughts are mine again And begin to understand where to go Now it's time to move along Now it's time to move along Take this journey as my own Feel the strength right in my bones All I want is to believe Life is my own life Start again. My mind is free now. I can feel the truth in me. I'll take a chance. I won't be wrong. Yeah. Now it's time to move along. Now it's time to move along. Take this journey as my own.